0: Yes. What a powerful story. I love Caroline, and I love that that is the setup for this message tonight. I'm Kristen. I'm so glad to be with you. Thank you for leaning in. Um, I just want to say thank you to Pastor Mark. He and Michelle are so dear to chris and i we just love them and my husband is here he spoke last week um yeah and uh we're just so excited that we get to do this together back to back to be with y'all and speak in this series i just wanted to say thank you because i'm so privileged to be with you i love this generation i love what god is doing here and um i've been at grace for 28 years i've been on staff for 13. I love talking about freedom. This is my passion. This is my lane. If I have a chance to have a conversation with you, it's going to lean into freedom. If you don't want to talk about freedom, you might not want to talk to me. Um, I just, God did such a transformation in me when I was in your stage of life that I cannot shut up about it and I think about when we were singing those songs tonight I know that there's people in here some of you in here are like I I look around this room and I see all of these friends experiencing something with God that I wish I could have and I just can't seem to get there and I don't know what's wrong with me that was me I was a young mom I had gotten married I was in ministry and I'm like God There is something between us and I don't know how to break down this wall I have done all the things I have said all the prayers I have gone to the altar and put my little thing down I have done it a million times I don't know what's wrong and I need you to answer and I want to tell you that he is the champion and there was a lyric up there that said he comes and he gets you and i had a picture that he is coming and he is reaching in and getting you tonight tonight is your night so um chris said something that last week that just gives us a great place to jump off for this this um for tonight but i just want to pray really fast it's not gonna be long god i thank you that you are in this place God, that we lift up your high and holy name. You receive all glory and praise for all that you have done, for all that you will do. You are king and we are not, and we surrender to you and we invite you, Holy Spirit, to do the work that we are longing for. In Jesus' name, amen so what Chris said last week one of his points his first point was live one day at a time and then he said this and I had not seen his message and a lot of times when he's speaking or when I'm speaking we'll read over each other's messages we didn't do that at all so when he said this and they're gonna put it up I almost fell out of my chair he said people live in the shame of yesterday and the fear of tomorrow I was like oh And guess what freedom is in the present not in the past not in the future right now when we get dragged into our past because of shame and guilt the things we've done we get stuck or we get stuck fearing tomorrow and what's gonna happen and how we can try to avoid you know what what is coming down like, how do i make sure i don't make a wrong decision how do i make sure i don't let you know the the history repeat itself i don't want to be like my parents i don't want to be like my siblings i don't want to be like what i see everyone else experiencing i don't want to be who i am right now how many is that that's you and you're afraid that what you're ha- what you have right now is what it's going to be forever and you're going, I don't know, God, I don't know if there is hope for me. You are looking into the future going, I wanna be free from this anxiety, but I don't know if it's possible. I wanna be free from the trauma that keeps me stuck. I wanna be free from the shame that because of what I did or the relationships I was in or what was done to you. But you just look to the future and, and you're facing it with all this fear, fear of making a mistake, fear of making the wrong decision, fear of making a decision. So you're stuck, paralyzed, and you're, and you're in this bounce back and forth, shame in the past, fear of the future, and you don't know how to live in the present where God is. And when that happens, your question is, there must be, or you, may, you say, there must be something wrong with me what is wrong with me why can't i get here why can't i get past this and then your next thing is well if there's some if there's either something wrong with me or there's something wrong with god and we all know there's nothing wrong with god right we've all been taught that god is perfect i mean he is but it's like you go back to you're in this little battle in your mind going There's either something something wrong here, so if there's nothing wrong with God, then there must be something wrong with me. And Eugene Peterson, who translated the Bible into the message, has such a great picture in the introduction to Ephesians. I love this. I I love this in the message version. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but basically the paraphrase is he says that our sin-wrecked world causes fractures in our lives between what we know about God and how we live for God. Anyone feel that way? I do. You don't have to raise your hand. I'll raise mine for all of us. Have it, I mean, has anybody broke a bone? I broke my ankle. I broke my ankle 11 years ago at clash camp. <laughs> it was my fault. It wasn't, it wasn't Gina's fault. She took me to the emergency room though, she's my best friend, it was awesome. (laughs) But when you break a bone, you know, if you've broken a bone, it hurts so bad. And then they come and and they put it back in place, if you don't have to have surgery. And when you get that cast on or that brace on, it's like immediate relief because it's back in the right place. So he says like a fracture in a bone these fractures in our in how we see god and how we live for god need to be set when they aren't set and healed we end up limping around with a bone that was never set if i didn't if i didn't get go to the emergency room and wear the boot for six weeks and do all the things i was supposed to do i would be limping around trying to act like i'm fine i'm good i'm fine I'm good. There's nothing wrong. I'm good. And this is what we do when we have this fracture between what we believe about God and how we are living out our lives. And we walk around trying to manage sin and fear and rejection and pride and control and all the things, acting like it's all good. And we're not managing these things there's no way that I can manage pride pride will manage me I cannot manage fear fear manages me when I am thinking that I'm just gonna keep it like in this little place right here in my life so it doesn't get too big and nobody sees it this thing will cause me to make decisions I won't go places I won't do things I won't join things I won't speak up because I'm just trying to manage it down here so nobody sees it it's managing you we have an enemy who is an accuser and I 100% know for a fact because it happens to me all the time that the enemy right now is telling you don't listen to her don't listen to her she doesn't know what she's talking about you don't need this you can keep it you're not managing anything this is what he's telling you right now and you need to just say you know what accuser shut it I'm not listening to you because he will be relentless in the lies that he tells you it's personal he's not talking to you going Telling you something that you won't believe he's telling you things you will believe He's telling you things that you look at your past or you look at your relationship History and you're like, yep, it happened there Happened there happened there probably gonna happen in here too That's what he's telling you. Same thing that you've been doing you're gonna that's what you're gonna get that's what you deserve That's what you're worth You did this so this is what you're worth that's what he's telling you it's personal he's not general he is personal he knows the target that is gonna hit you and paralyze you but you know what we found out we learned some things and we're coming after him and he does not get to go any further we're drawing a line We're drawing a line, and the line is tonight. I'm going to take you to Genesis 3 because, you know, you might wonder, well, where did this all get started? You've probably heard this passage many, many times. Uh, Genesis 3, chapter, chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, it says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat of all the trees? in the garden and she said of course he said we could eat of the trees of the garden the woman replied it's only the fruit from that tree in the middle that that we're not allowed to eat God said you must not eat it or even touch it if you do you will die so the enemy comes back and says you won't die doubt God knows this is what he said to her God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God knowing both good and evil so I want you to go back to that your eyes will be opened you will be like God this is what the enemy does he doesn't say worship me he says follow me You can be God in your own life. You can make your own decisions. You don't need to surrender that thing. You don't need to do it the way the Bible says it, the way God's word tells us to live. You can do it however you want. You can be your own God. Or make someone else God in your life. He doesn't say, he doesn't want you to worship him. He knows you're not going to fall for that. It's ridiculous. He says, follow me. Isn't that interesting? Because Jesus says, hey, follow me. And then he lays down his life for us. And the enemy is saying, no, follow me. You can be your own God. And you need to know what God knows. Because, you know, God's holding out on you. God knows some things, and he's not telling you. And he's holding out on you. And you need to know what he knows. So they ate it. And as soon as they did, verse seven, it says, as that, at that moment, their eyes were open, and suddenly they felt shame. Fear and pride and shame come in. And everything that you're dealing with, anxiety, depression, rejection, fear, pride, control, all of it, it's all rooted in fear and pride and they're friends and they always work together I did not know this until probably five years ago they always work together and this is how you see that working together pride is I want to be like God I want to be God and fear is God's holding out on me and he's not telling me something so I need to know what God knows he's not the devil is not an idea he is real he didn't go away after the garden, after this little scene in the garden. He didn't go away after he tempted Jesus in the wilderness. And now we just get to live on earth and, you know, we don't have to deal with him. He is real and he is personal about how he comes after us. He is act- actively working against you. He is trying to distract you, harass you, annoy you, oppress you, interrupt you interrupt god's plan for you and you may be sitting here thinking well he already interrupted the plan that god had for my life because i did this thing and now i messed up Mm -mm. nope that's canceled talk about cancel culture we're about to cancel him so some of you might be thinking well see hmm, i just ignore the devil And he ignores me (laughs) he's not ignoring you he is not ignoring you and some of you he's telling you oh don't go there because if you do then I really won't ignore you he's trying to intimidate us into thinking we don't want to deal in this stuff because then it's just gonna get worse I literally was talking to someone today who is stepping out into ministry and she said every time I step out there's something that happens in my family I said you know that that he has no authority over you he's just trying to intimidate you put him in his place so I want to go over a few things that you need to know you might be sitting here thinking well i'm a christian i does that mean i can be possessed what does all this mean no when you say jesus is lord of my life and some of you right now who do not have not said this you can just say this with me if you're thinking i don't know jesus and i'm freaking out right now with what she's talking about <laughs> When you say Jesus, you are Lord of my life. You are the only way to the father. And I surrender my life to you. And I want you to guide me and be my savior. When you say that he purchases you with his blood by your choice and possession is ownership. And you cannot have two owners. Jesus owns me devil. You can't touch me because Jesus owns me however you can be oppressed harassed you can be annoyed whatever word you want to use to describe it you can have a strong hold in your mind when you become a christian when you say that prayer and you say i want to follow christ when you do that he he is gonna do everything he can to try to trip you up but he cannot touch you he cannot touch you but when you when when that happens when you say that prayer your spirit is sealed with the Holy Spirit but your body and your mind are not when I have a broken ankle and I and I pray that prayer and say Jesus I want to be born again I want to be made new in you my ankle is still broken hello I still have to change my thoughts I still have to change my actions I have a part in this so you can have a stronghold that builds up in your mind and I'm yeah it's like brick by brick this we say oh the the enemy has no power he has no authority but every time we agree with a lie that he tells us and we act on that he's just putting a little brick around his little castle that he's building in my mind he's just making a little castle and he's holed up in there going don't see me I'm not here that's what he's doing but you can have those strongholds in your mind and the spirit of fear and pride affect your peace. They're holed up in this little fortress, affecting your peace, your joy. They're impacting your relationships, your decisions. And you may feel like, like I said before that you're disconnected from God. You may feel like there's a weight on you that you can't get out from under you're doing everything you can. You're getting up in the morning and you're reading your Bible and you are you have your small group and your accountability group and you're in community, but you're like, I don't know, I just feel like I can't come under this weight. I don't know what's wrong with me. And the enemy keeps telling you, well, but you did this. And so you go back, you're like, okay, well, let me repent again and then you repent and instead of moving on he's like yeah but you did that and you're like oh wait I got to go back here and repent again and then he says but you didn't forgive that person you're like oh yeah I gotta go back here and I gotta forgive that person and you start walking on he's like yeah but you didn't forgive them and you're like oh I gotta go forgive that person again and it's the same prayer over and over and over and over. And what you need to do is say I'm forgiven and I have forgiven so get lost I'm moving on but he does this To us to try to keep us stuck and try to keep us from walking in the freedom that God has for us some of you have been through things you have experienced things that were not your fault but the enemy has made it your problem I'm gonna say that again you have experienced things you have had people hurt you in ways that no one should ever. And it was not your fault, and it is not your fault. And the enemy has made it your problem because he has put shackles on you. And every time you take steps forward, he just yanks you back. And you don't have to live like that you think I can't move forward, I can't trust God, I hear what you're saying, but I just don't know if I can have it. I wanna tell you freedom is possible and there is hope. There's a few verses I wanna go over. Um, Second Corinthians 317, it says for the Lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hey, that's in the Bible where is the spirit of the Lord he's in me he is in you so wherever he is there is freedom so whatever the liar is telling you right now that you if you tell someone this thing that you have been afraid to tell anybody if you do that you're going to be rejected they're going to label you you're going to be judged don't don't say it because he doesn't want you free and he's also telling you you're going to have to stand up on the stage and tell the whole room that's not true i get so worked up cuz i just get so ticked off at him i just i don't know if you can tell but The message paraphrase of that verse it says and when God is personally present and I want to just say (laughs) God is personally present he's personal and he's present a living spirit that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete the enemy works like a little attorney he's got his little court system and he's like oh no you let me in because you agreed here so we're about to break up with some stuff but he works when you give him a legal right to be there because you speak it out with your words or you open the door by what you watch or what you listen to or what you read and you're agreeing and he's like you gave me a right to be there but we found out so he's got to go so we're breaking up we're breaking up with thoughts we're breaking up with relationship patterns we are in we're breaking up with habits we're breaking up with striving we're breaking up with addictions we're breaking up with things that you're arranging your life around lies that you have built your identity on the shame and blame cycle when you feel that shame and he yanks you back and then you just point your finger and blame which you have a right to but it's not doing anything for you it's not helping you the most In my story, I broke up with insecurity when I was in high school because I was so desperate from being rejected and dealing with this thing that was not really true. I broke up with fear in my 20s when it was waking me up in the middle of the night telling me, you're going to come home and your husband's going to be dead because it happened to my mom remember when I said he's gonna look at stuff in your past and say see it happened there he's personal he was personal about his attack on my life to paralyze me with fear and keep me wrapped up in trying to pray against everything he was telling me he was gonna do then I'm like oh God please don't let that happen right there please don't let that happen right there and all I'm doing is focusing on fear I broke up with pride I didn't even know I had it <laughs> here's the clue we all have it um, but judgment I was praying for someone and I was like oh I think God just laid that on me he was like that's you Kristen and then he started showing me how I was judging and I was it was so ugly that I was crawling to my knees in the morning saying I don't want this anymore God We don't even realize what we're doing, but the most monumental mark in my freedom journey was when God revealed to me what this crack in my my foundation was. And when I say that, it was that thing that was keeping me from God. It was like, I could just, I could feel like I knew his voice, but I just could not, Seemed to get past this threshold and i remember i had said all the prayers i had done all the things i had repented and surrendered and renounced and all the stuff i had all my small group over who are here tonight and i was like okay girls like pray for me i need you to pray for me and they're like uh we don't really know what to do kristen because we're not we're not hearing anything i'm like god i need you to heal me I'm asking you to heal me. And he did. And when he did, he showed me that I had built my life on the lie of less. That I am different. And different is bad and broken and less than. And it didn't matter who I was around or what opportunity I got or what victory I celebrated, there was always this lie of less. You get less, Kristen, because this happened to you. You get less because you did this. And I didn't even realize that I had built my life for 30 years on less, thinking that I, everyone else could have it, but not me. And God came in and he lifted things off of me and broke things off of me and showed me out the way out and then one, little by little he started speaking to me and showing me how to dismantle the thoughts that i had built up in my mind the little fortresses that are called strongholds that keep us stuck and keep us being dragged back to our past and keep us in fear of the future so that I can stand in front of you today and say, there is a way out and he doesn't love me any better than you. I'm not special. He loves us all the same. And what he did for me, he will do for you. We lead freedom um, and we're in our we're about ready to have our freedom encounter this weekend and some of you have been through freedom so you know what I'm talking about we don't have to wait for that we're not gonna wait for that this is what spiritual warfare is I know you're probably like okay what is it what do I do what do I have to do you're talking about renouncing you're talking about your friends coming over you're like pray for me what do I do it's not that hard Spiritual warfare is I recognize God that you are God and I am not. First step, surrender. Second, I repent. I repent of my pride and fear. I forgive everyone who has hurt me who has wronged me who I have a right to hold on to things I release my right and I release them from my judgment and I have a right to judge them but I release it because I am NOT God you are God and I am NOT and I invite you Holy Spirit to come in and clean up. I don't want this anymore. I'm tired of it. When I choose to break up, what I'm doing is I'm breaking the agreement and the invitation that I gave to the enemy to be there. And then God comes in and he sets me free that's what I have to do. That's all you have to do. Anybody want to go through a breakup tonight? So I am still responsible for my actions. They don't have a strong hold on me when I get set free from that. When I break up and break the agreements and God sets me free and he delivers me, I still have to choose what I'm doing with my time, folks. And some of you tonight, I know you got a a card when you came in and you might have gotten ahead and looked at that and gone, okay, I see pride and fear, you know, okay, what are these things? Yep, I know what I deal with. That's one, that's one. Then you're circling or whatever and some of you need to break up with the way you spend your time some of you need to break up with who you spend your time with or you just need to go to sleep earlier Not, my husband used to say nothing happens after good it happens after midnight i'm like nothing happen, nothing good happens after well around here on except on tuesday night but sometimes you just need to get a better discipline in your life because you have too much free time and that's where the enemy is getting you and you need to put some disciplines in your life like Chris talked about last week disciplines equals freedom you need to set yourself up with some disciplines to say I'm gonna go to bed earlier and go to sleep I'm gonna go to sleep and I'm gonna get up earlier because nothing good is happening after this time in my life. So, what we're going to do is, we're going to, I'm going to read one last scripture. It's uh, 2 Corinthians 10 4 through 5. And it says, We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning in here this is not a I'm about to go home I'm about to blow my whole family up and tell them all where their demons are and they got a bunch of stronghold that is not what we're talking about we're talking about ourselves I am only looking at what the enemy has built up in my life you might see it in other people and you can be praying for them but we We use these weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. And this, and in this case, that proud obstacle is keeping this people from knowing God. And I want it gone. Amen. Amen. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go into a time where we're gonna have some worship. And if this is you, if you are saying, Okay, I'm I'm in, I wanna do it. I wanna break up. I wanna break up with pride and fear and every way that it holds me hostage. And the 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 little list underneath, pride and fear, those are just specific ways that it holds you hostage. There might be something that's not on here, but we're gonna ask the Holy Spirit to speak now because as personal as the enemy is, God is way more personal. You're not here by accident. You didn't just decide to show up tonight. The Holy Spirit is pursuing you. God is personal. He's personally present, not just at exchange. He is personally present in your life. And when you stand up or sit down with your arms crossed and these songs that we sing become your prayers and your heavenly father, the king of kings, the high and holy king, looks into you and says, I'm gonna set you up to receive everything you're asking for. I'm not gonna force myself on you. I'm gonna meet you where you are. That deep longing, that secret hurt, that heart's cry that you have, he knows it. And he's personally present here to meet it tonight. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna just say a prayer and then you have your card and there's a sticky note on your card for the reason of you don't have to put that whole card down you can write down i am breaking up with and you can fill the whole thing if you want to there's not a limit on what you can write during this prayer time bring it up here put it at the altar And then there's gonna be, the prayer team is gonna be along the sides and in the back so that you can have this space up here to just put those things down. You don't have to pray with someone, but if you want to, we're gonna be around the room and we would be honored to pray with you as you make this decision. So let's just pray now. God, I thank you that you are personally present. I love this series title, this is personal because you are so personal with us. I thank you that you, you don't love me any better than you love any person in this room or listening to this message. And what you did for me and what you've done for others, you will do for each person here who is asking you to set them free. God, I pray that you would give them courage, to write down the things that they know are the hard things and you would empower them by the power of your Holy Spirit present in them to walk it out, to get around people like I have my people, to speak it out, to share those things, to challenge each other, to help each other grow. God, we're so grateful that you don't leave us stuck and you don't push us when we're not ready, God. You invite us in to the much more that you have for us and we want it all in Jesus' name, amen.